Hey guys, thank you so much for joining in. It's your boy, Rainis Fit, aka Lil Fitty, aka The Muscle Hill, and they am here joined by a sprinter, a friend of mine, and we were discussing the subject of how to gain muscle and stay athletic, how to avoid injuries, and some uh, exercises to jump higher, sprint faster, and become more athletic overall. Enjoy. Today I'm here with a big inspiration that helped me work harder. He's also a sick video videographer, an athlete, and a friend, aka Reed. Hey, what's up, guys? Aka Reed Fitness, aka the sprinting god of the <laughs> <laughs> fitness community. <laughs> So you used to be a sprinter and you were competing in the U18 or U, I mean, I'm sorry, U17 uh, age bracket, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I used to do national level sprinting um, in the actually under 15s and under 17s. So I used to do that a, um, a few years ago. And then obviously I got more into gym and that, that sort of took over my, <laughs> my life in a sense. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of experience in sort of the, um, the athletic field. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm not mistaken with the numbers, your personal best in 200 meters was 23.8 seconds and in 100 it was 12.5. Yeah, so um, those are the, the, I guess, the, the official official times for what I did, but I think my, my 200 at a, a non-official uh, non event was 23.5 and then my my 100 is somewhere around the 11 second mark, but um, but yeah, on like officially, those are my times, yeah. Yeah, I remember sprinting 60 meters in something around like 12 seconds <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's pretty much I, I almost sprinted halfway the uh the distance you sprinted in in the same amount of time <laughs> yeah oh fuck <laughs> that's that's gym for you that's that's uh that's what it can do to you, that's yeah. What it can do to you. yeah yeah and the you were at your fastest before going to the gym or after? Um, well, it depends because I I'm actually doing a competition this coming November, and I I mean I haven't competed in probably over a year. And um, for something that like such as sixty meters, when you're very you know leg dominant and you have a lot of power in your legs, that's the perfect distance for you. So it doesn't take any endurance, uh, any stamina. So you can do, it's pure power through those sixties. So if you look at the sort of sprinters which do, um do succeed at those distances they're they're usually a lot more um more big bulky um sort of strength athletes and then you'll see that slowly over kind of the course going up to 400 meters they start to get a little bit more lanky uh skinny uh, and also tall so in terms of the 60 meters i'd say gym has definitely helped me um but in terms of stamina it's extremely hard uh to keep that balance well there's a big you know <clears throat> a big thing with basketballers because i used to be one and what I see right now, I have a lot of friends that still play basketball. They all want to get, you know, bigger and stuff like that to, you know, to be dominant in the post. But they still want to keep their athleticism so they ain't a fucking uh, broken Ford. <laughs> well, there are like 100 Lam Lamborghinis around sprinting top speed and they're just slowing yeah. down. Yeah. So do you think the gym can help them, uh, you know, and what would be like your top two exercises for getting, you know, getting more massive, gaining mass, and then, then the, you know, still keeping your athleticism or even improving it. Yeah, so, I mean, what I used to do, what my actual, my coach used to tell me is I need to get a, a mix of sort of strength sessions and then just pure hypertrophy sessions, so 8 to 12 reps. Um, so when I was training under his influence, I used to do a lot of um, heavy squats, 
um just a lot of leg work just and most honestly most of the strength was in the legs and then we did a lot of hypertrophy upper body um so i guess in a sense getting that split i think i used to go training three times a week but then i used to go gym uh about um also three times a week uh so i guessing i'm getting that sort of split can definitely help um i think it's important not just to work on the mass because obviously if you have no strength um coming from that then it's just it's wasted weight really um so i i I suppose um doing you know heavy levels uh, heavy squats um also strengthening your hip abductors that's a huge thing because a lot of um athletes have extremely strong quads uh but they simply don't have the hip abductors to sort of maintain um form when they're in a um in a race but also to to get a heavier squat in um so I, i would say sort of do those exercises which I, I see a lot of girls doing in the gym with the uh the hip thrusts uh <laughs> i must say it's it's not the best feeling doing them but um they can definitely help uh if you're looking to uh improve your strength there for sure those aren't the standard exercises you want guys to do <laughs> <laughs> but if they help i mean you gotta do what, what helps you yeah you have to you have to yeah yeah definitely and, and then so basically you were like doing pretty much power you could call it like a power building program Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, sort of. So, um, I mean, it was slightly different in the sense that I, that wasn't really my mentality because I wasn't doing it to, to gain power. In, in, in a sense, I was kind of doing it to maintain power through my runs. So it's sort of a different mentality. But yeah, yeah, you could, you could call it that, yeah. Why did you start going to the gym? What was the reason why did you start? In my school, every year they do this sort of uh, this bonding week where I'm sure you probably do it. Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Do it too, where you kind of go off with uh, all the new kids and you sort of bond with these these t- team building activities. And this was, I think I was 13. Yeah, so I think I was 13. And we all just ate like so many Haribos, so many sweets throughout the week. <laughs> and my my wanting to go to gym was actually based off of my diet um not really in a sense wanting to get my muscles or get bigger or whatever um that wasn't really my priority at the time it just wanted to be healthy so as soon as i came home from that trip which was just full of just unhealthy just ah just the worst things right um i felt just completely lethargic and i got back so i just told myself i'd start working out and then every day in my room i used to do lots of bodyweight exercises like planks a lot of core work um, and that's sort of how I got started. And then obviously, once I, I was old enough to go to gym, so around 15 years old, I um, I went as soon as possible. Yeah. I mean, I've been there and I've done the same thing, you know, like <clears throat> gym wise. But I remember a thing of every athlete I knew, even if they wanted to go pro, when they, you know, a lot of them do the same thing right now. Uh, they go into, you know, little or whatever supermarkets you have on <laughs> in in your in your town and they go to the section where the sweets are and they take the fucking haribos those those tiny little bears yeah the golden bears <laughs> and, yeah. and i have a question for you do you think that you know uh junk food overall it puts a cap on your athleticism and and, and your power what you can uh, what you can bring out for you no energy wise and athleticism wise do you think that that's that that can be a problem if you want to grow you know your athleticism obviously you have to you have to follow a diet that works for you it's going to be different for everyone and i i know especially for me that i i usually have maybe a few cheat meals a week especially when i'm training intensely um and those can definitely be beneficial but i think for me, I was never one of the type to just go to the Haribos or go to those sweets because <laughs> honestly, 
I think those are sort of things that the more you have, the more you need them because of the sugar di- sugar addiction, yeah. obviously. Um, so for me, it was more just like a, a, a huge amount of calories. It doesn't have to be the most unhealthy foods, uh, but it just in extreme uh, surplus in calories. But I think I think it's just really very athlete dependent. Um, in my case, I never really found that it affected me very much because before races, I had uh, you know a lot of sugar to kind of get me get me going. Um, and I found it, it didn't really, it didn't really have much of a, an effect. It's, it's more placebo than anything, if I'm honest. Um, I mean, if you think it's helping you, it's pr- it probably is helping you. So, um, so you basically have to find something that works best for you. It's a thing, it's a thing I've been, you know, preaching for ages, because if you do what you know, if, oh, Reed told me just eat spaghetti <laughs> and, 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 uh, and then potatoes, I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. No, that's not how it works. Exactly. Yeah. And actually it's, it's an answer I, I was thinking of, you know, you, you would say the pretty much the same thing. Like you just, yeah. You just have to experiment, find, find out what works for you. And then, um, sort of adjust accordingly. Cause obviously we're all growing up different backgrounds. We have different conditioning. It's, you know, it's extremely hard to sort of just give someone a meal plan. And I hope that's going to work. You have to, you know, make alterations based on your lifestyle. There are some guys at the gym that are doing a lot of stuff at the same time. And this would be working on their mass, their stamina, and their explosiveness in the, in the same workout. Do you think it can be pulled off effectively? So, essentially, are you talking about just full body workouts? or um... No, no, I'm not talking full body workouts. If you go to the gym, I mean, strength and mass, I think two, uh, combining two of you know uh, types of workouts can be pulled off. But I see there are some guys at the gym, they're doing like, I know in one exercise, they're doing like 50 reps for four sets. Then they go and try to do the strength exercise. And then they go, they try to work on their explosiveness. And they just try to do everything in one workout rather than um, working out on their explosiveness and then mass and stamina uh, separately. What do you think of that? I mean, honestly, I think, I could, I think it could be, be- quite beneficial. Um... I know myself sometimes with certain exercises, say I'm doing some, I don't know, some, uh, some lat pull downs with those, I tend to go extremely heavy, low reps. Cause I just tr- want to try and build some strength there. And then with another exercise, uh, maybe like some regular rows, I go hypertrophy. So I think including sort of a, a variation of, you know, strength and muscle building, as well as maybe getting some, some, some variation of, uh, exercise. And I think it can be beneficial, but I think it also depends on, sort of your own training style because some days I, I prefer to do that sort of incorporate both of those things and then other days it just I, I don't know I just lose the motivation to do that I sort of want to focus on one thing at a time I have a few friends that do athletics and they basically base their leg day around their training routine if they're going to the track on Tuesday then they have to work out okay well I can do a leg session on Sunday but it'll have to it'll have to be mostly uh, strength rather than getting you know much more lactic acid built up through uh through hypertrophy exercises so it's kind of it, it you know you do it based accordingly on um on your uh, your own training so what about adding a uh you know we've been talking about training uh, mass uh, for mass you know hypertrophy and strength together what if you add explosiveness to that maybe i don't know getting uh a quick i don't know sprints workout in or maybe not explosiveness maybe adding uh uh, some stamina work in with uh, in with uh, mass and strength. Some stamina work, I don't know, like running take 10 kg before hitting the weights or after hitting the weights. What do you think of that? Is that can that be beneficial or uh, 
can that be just too much for your body i think i think it's a, i think it's a great way i mean if, if all <laughs> by all means if you have the energy to do a 10k then hit weights <laughs> then do all that then i mean yeah I, i'd go for that um honestly it just all depends on you know what your diet's looking like if you're getting enough to actually <clears throat> ma- maintain or build muscle or even you know getting in the right uh the right nutrition to sort of accommodate that but i would yeah i would definitely say do that what i used to do is uh i used to do sled training before i hit a gym session so i was on the track i did some sled sprints did maybe 10 of those and then i went straight to the gym and i did some strength work and it does take a toll on your body that's for sure but it honestly you you'll you'll find rewards from it but once again all just comes back to that main idea that it's it depends on your own training style but i definitely think if you are eating the right sort of stuff and you have you know the right mindset for the, the goal you want then i think it can be very beneficial so if you if you do a lot of those trainings <clears throat> there are two sides of the um, there's two sides of a party about you know about sleep some say that you still you need to get solid 8 hours or 10 hours of sleep, and there are some that say, eh, sleep doesn't really matter. In which of those parties are you in? I think sleep does matter. The reason why a lot of people say it doesn't matter is because, obviously, you can you can go one day, you can get five hours, and um, and genuinely, I think you're fine. You can, you can, you know, you work without, throughout the day, you'll be fine, um, not an issue, but yeah. the thing is, if you had eight hours of sleep, you'd notice the difference between that five and that eight, um, just in the amount of you know, concentration you have, the motivation, the will to do something. And that obviously that's just my, my own personal opinion, but I definitely see that if I'm getting maybe four or five hours and then I switch to a day where I get seven and eight, there is a, there's a huge difference in my sort of concentration, retention, and the amount of, um, I guess, raw effort that I'm, that I'm able to put in. And uh, obviously there'll, there'll be no crash later. So it's, it's generally a more stable, stable amount of effort throughout the day. So maybe right now, let's... Um... Let's try something a little bit more interesting. I'll, you know, we'll be playing a game called the, um, fuck, I know, how, how, how do you want to call it? You, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's a good question. What do we call it? <laughs> I don't know, let's call it the game. Just, <laughs> just the game, just the game. The game. Okay, so the rules for this, for this game is I'm going to be calling a thing you want to improve uh, from your athletic performance and we both starting with read will be naming one to two exercises that can help you know to achieve that goal so number one jumping higher (laughs) (laughs) okay well i gotta say box jumps um so some plyometric work i mean it's probably the best the best thing you can do um just each each uh each session just working up the um the sort of height which you're jumping but i also think another way you can improve that on the track is by doing a lot of hurdle work by literally working on your your your, um, your stretching so by yeah doing some stretching before and after uh some hurdle work so sort of just uh coming at the hurdle from sideways going over and under that sort of works that's uh, that's always an exercise i used to do um but if you're in the gym setting then a lot of box jumps can help Definitely. yeah okay i agree with the box jumps of course it's it's obvious and then maybe squats uh, the squat variation working for explosiveness. You know, you're going down a little bit slower, you're doing a slower negative, then coming back up pretty fast. Yeah, that's true. Uh, if you, yeah, if you come up too fast, it can be bad for your knees. So watch out. But if you if you master the um, the timing, I think that can be a really beneficial exercise uh, for this for this thingy thingy yeah. Yeah, thingy. For sure. for the thing. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now the. <clears throat> 
this will be pretty, pretty close to your heart. Running faster. Running faster. Yeah. Um, what, what sort of dis- distance are we talking about? Okay, so let's do, do two distances. Um, one will be... One will be like fucking 100 meters. Okay. Okay, 100 meters. And then let's do 100 meters. Let's keep it interesting. 100 meters with 10 seconds rest and repeated for um, 10 times. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I think a lot of actual circuit training is really good for speed. And the reason I say that is because not only can you incorporate some strength in circuit training, um, but you also take some endurance into consideration. Because obviously, if you're someone who's super strong, um, guaranteed they will not be able to keep up a consistent 100 meters. Um, it's just there's no way you need you need the endurance in that. So one thing I used to do was uh, I used to go on a sled. Uh, so in the gym, they can have those too, you know, on the, um, the sort of the grass tracks yeah, that yeah, yeah. certain gyms have. So you can do that. You uh, you push the sled or you have it um, kind of hang behind you. You do a few sprints like that and then you go jump into something else, another exercise, maybe some push-ups, um, another, some, maybe some squats. And I think doing a lot of circuit training is really good. A good way to incorporate a little bit of everything in quite a short amount of time. So I think that's really beneficial. And then obviously if you're just doing pure, well, I, mean, I, say, I like to say some strength, but mostly just stamina, then you'd be working obviously between, you know, rep ranges of like 15 plus. So really, yeah, it really just depends. But I think particularly for hundred meters, incorporating that, you know, a little mix of strength and um, endurance training in sort of a a short period of time, just minimal rest, uh, mostly um, aerobic respiration. I think that's probably the best way. Sorry, anaerobic, not aerobic. I have nothing really to add here. I completely agree. So we're just going to go to the next one. And this will be uh, basketball related. Passing the ball faster and stronger on the basketball court. Okay. Oh, God, I have, I have no clue about basketball. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I suppose... Oh, it's an interesting one. I mean, I yeah, I'm I, I'm kind of conflicted between whether to do sort of arm training or shoulders because essentially, if you're, you know, if your shoulders, because I don't know, I don't know about you, but I have quite weak shoulders in comparison to my comparison to my arms, so I'm not sure how. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm curious to find out your answer on this. Uh, so my answer would be, you pretty much said the correct thing. Uh, I would work on you know my. Uh, my front delts and yeah there, there can be various ways of working you know my front delts one would be just regular bench press just flat bench press then i would work on my triceps you know bench press also helps and some isolation work for my triceps i will be i would be working more on the short head because that would be more important for you know passes but yeah like Chest, shoulders, and triceps are the are the parts of your body that you need to improve if you want to pass the ball much faster. And then, and, and, and yeah, this is pretty much <clears throat> it for the exercises. There, there's not really much that except if you have something you would you you would want to like comment on uh, some some athletic ability you can improve at the gym. Um. I'm trying to think. Um, well, we we did a lot of ball work actually. There's, there's so many things you can do, and um, a lot of people um at the track are kind of their ability is, is in a sense capped by the their the how strong their core is. Um, so I think it's definitely necessary to include a lot of core training. Um, 
and those can be those can be included mostly in circuits um but yeah essentially the core just enables you to like stand up high keep your form during the run because a lot of people towards the end of the run start to crumble uh slow down and that's where obviously the you know that's the difference can be made in that last uh however many meters so i think strengthening your core having that you know really strong core um able to um actually have the flexibility also um because obviously when you when you, you're moving from you're quite a low position moving up straight and then holding that it's it's actually quite intense you don't really feel it as much as uh it's being worked but um definitely you can you can benefit through um through doing some core training yeah core work is really underlooked i see a lot of guys just working on their chest legs and then then yeah core is probably the underdog yeah yeah for sure say yeah yeah core is the underdog and what would you what would be <clears throat> what would be you know from ball training what would be your top two or top three exercises uh to work on your core from ball training because i actually top three because uh, if you're working on your core you have to keep it in balance if it's not in balance you'll have some problems with your back so one for obliques one for abs and one for your back so for obliques my favorite is um i think it's russian twists um where you obviously you hold the kettlebell the ball and you sit up um just balancing pretty much in the middle having the ball and then taking it on either side of your chest um and that works obliques and it's so important when you're running to have strong obliques because obviously you're bringing up your legs to your obliques and by just yeah, you know yeah. strengthening that it's gonna be you're gonna get a lot higher you're gonna get a lot stronger it's, it's just it's beneficial um so that's my favorite for obliques um for regular, regular, pretty much the full the full spectrum of your abs, I do enjoy doing uh, leg raises. I think that that gets everything because you obviously you get the full range of motion. So you're, you're yes, pretty much hitting yes. everything and it's really effective because you can do about 20 and you'll probably be dead if you do them with the right form. Um, <laughs> so it's really easy to fatigue. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess also to, um, to sort of reverse that movement, you can do hanging leg raises. That's extremely good. Um, probably one of the best exercises you can do. Yes. Um, and you can do with proper form. Exactly. Yeah. With proper form and you can do different variations of that. So, um, I would recommend that. And in which, uh, what was the other one you said? Uh, back lower back or lower back. Yeah. Um, personally I do uh, stiff leg deadlifts. Um, I find those work actually hamstrings and my lower back really well. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I do kind of different variations of that, but I, 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 I feel like most people would probably say regular deadlifts, but I actually prefer stiff legged. Um, and then to be honest, I do those and I also just do a machine, which, uh, essentially just concentrates on lower back. So you, you, you kind of hold the weight, um, at the top of your back and you push, push yeah. back slowly. Yeah. Um, so certain training like that, but, um, but yeah, I think having the balance between a strong core and a strong lower back is so important. Yes. Um, cause I, yeah, I was talking to a physio and he said that the reason, um, the reason I sort of, my form isn't as good as it could be, or I'm, I'm not, you know, staying up as straight as, as I could be is because my core is stronger than my lower back. So I guess having that balance could really help in the race. Yeah. Core is a pretty inter interesting part of your body because for me, my abs are strong, but they were not working, so my lower back started to hurt. We'll have to go back to the junk food thing. If there are some tiny little bubbles or something your stomach doesn't like, your core just stops working. It's it's like you can have the strongest core in the world, but a physio will be able to like push you, a regular guy, not just a physio, will be able to just push you down with just their tiny finger. 
because your core won't be working. It, the, the muscle's still there, it just doesn't work. Okay, so if you had to add three inches to your vertical jump, what would you do your plan? Like, yeah, your plan, your gym plan. Yeah, so I would do a, a lot of hip flexor training. Um, I think that's super important. I've already mentioned that. Um, so I would incorporate hip thrusts. A lot of that, I would do the abductor machines. Um, I think those are extremely important because obviously those cap your um, your sort of your your squat um, ability. Then I would also incorporate some very heavy squats, um, maybe four four reps maximum, to be honest. Um, and then I would probably finish the workout with plyometric jumps. Um, because obviously at that at that point you're fatigued and it also gives you a good benchmark after every single workout to see you know even though you're fatigued every time to sort of see um see what progress you can make from that so obviously the supplement industry is huge and there are some supplements that are bullshit and some that actually work what would you recommend for guys that are listening to this to supplement to uh, like uh, increase their athleticism i've done some research into this and obviously the supplement industry is huge and it's going to you know tell you all these yeah. um all these things and uh, most of them aren't true at all. But um, I personally think that a lot of people can benefit from creatine, um, especially when um, when uh, sprinting. And obviously, because we both know that creatine replaces re- replenishes the ATP cells faster, so you have a lot more energy. Um, and I think that could be extremely beneficial in a, a, a sprinting situation. Obviously, you're getting to the last uh, 20 meters of a 100 meter race and, you know, you're fatiguing, your muscles are sore. But this will just give you that little bit extra push um, to uh, to get there. Um, and uh, I mean, that's pretty much the main one I've seen some athletes uh, use sort of in a, in a, in a track um track formality i mean there's there's plenty that we both know which uh people at the gym use but most of them probably aren't necessary um i don't think uh, i don't think sprinters or athletes need uh need uh, protein powder any of that stuff i think you yeah. can get that from a regular diet i think it's pretty from pretty whole necessary. Foods. exactly yeah whole food yeah. um <laughs> uh so yeah i think um i think creatine could be beneficial i also think omega-3s can be good i've read some things about that yeah being good for strength yeah. and also concentration um, so I think those, those two are, uh, uh, quite effective. Yeah. Supplementation, if used the right way, it can be super powerful, but sadly, most of the companies and then most of the people that use them, uh, they're not, first of all, the guys that use them, they're not educated. Second of all, the companies, they, they're, they're pretty sketchy. Yeah. Like super <laughs> sketchy. Well, we're, we're starting to wrap this thing up. So. As a warm down, or whatever you call it, um, in La- in Latvian, that that was the, the direct translation translation from Latvian. That's Okay, okay. So in warm in warm down, warm down. What the fuck did I just say? Uh, let's let's continue talking about stretching. Yeah. So you obviously told us how can stretching help, and which would be the go. I don't know like go five stretches you actually do before or after your workouts and are the stretches before and after your workouts the same or do they vary i want to be completely honest and say that i mostly only do stretching when it comes to leg day um just because i find uh, my legs are probably the tightest part of my body uh, more specifically hip flexors talks about those um but the best exercise i think i do is uh when you sit down you sort of put your feet together and uh you, you align your legs in sort of a, um, I guess, a triangular position and you try and 
place your head as far down close to your legs as possible. Um, I have no, there's probably a name for that, but, um, I have no idea what it's called. Um, but that one, it's probably the best. (laughs) It warms up the uh, abductors, the adductors, um, everything, the hip flexors. Um, and then obviously for quads, you can just, uh, stand up straight, align your knees and then pull your leg, um, behind your body and then hold it. I think that's probably the best one just, just to get it warmed up. Um, but I think plyometric stretches are, or sorry, dynamic stretches are a lot better than static stretches. Um, with static stretches, you actually have the risk of pulling a muscle, which would be pretty ironic, pulling a muscle in a static stretch <laughs> before a workout. Um, so I think there's a lot of dynamic stretches you can do, which, which, is what, uh, which is what athletes are always doing. You never see athletes doing uh, static stretches at the track. You always yeah. see them, um, you know, bouncing up and down, doing uh, dynamic stretches with um, just a huge warm-up, pretty much, a 10 to 15-minute warm-up. Um, and that's probably the best way to do it, uh, I think. And yeah, what about, what do you think of foam rolling? I think it's extremely painful, but um, <laughs> probably probably very beneficial. Um, I mean, I've been told that you should pretty much foam roll after every single session. Um, and yeah, I agree with that. You can also take a cold bath that can help with uh, recovery time um, for fatigued muscles. Uh, yeah, it's painful, but I think it relieves a lot of tension in your muscles. Um, yes, yes. Um, it also can prevent you from getting uh, sort of knots in those certain areas, which uh, which, which mm-hmm. is extremely useful. For foam rolling for me, uh, for legs to be exact, in the last, in the last like, I don't know, month or two, it's been super easy. So I've been trying to find new ways of, you know, making it painful again. Because that's what foam rolling is all about. So the thing I do for my hamstrings, which works really well, um, I'm, I take a golf ball, because last, lacrosse ball, it's, it's a little bit too soft. Soft. I take golf ball, I place, it's pretty much like using a foam roller, just a lot more painful. I place my, um, my hamstrings on it and I just roll and, you know, stop and release the tension in the, in the most tense spots, the spots that, that hurt the most most i just breathe through that and then and yeah release the tension in there and another thing i've been doing uh i i'm doing the same thing as you i'm not really warming up before like uh, uh before like any other date and like day except the thing i do right now i always warm up my core and by this i take a lacrosse ball or the same golf ball with the golf ball it's gonna be just super fucking painful and I just, I just place it down on the ground, I put my stomach on it, and I just roll around. Oh, like, that must be so painful. <laughs> yeah, that, that is so fucking painful. But when you stand up, you feel, I mean, you feel so free. Like, if you're feeling really tensed in your lower back, try doing this. You'll, you'll feel super duper free. And I think, you know, you've been going to physiotherapists and stuff like that, and a lot of them tell you, a lot, uh, 90% of the time in the place that hurts isn't a place where something wrong about it. Like, for example, if your lower back, lower back hurts, it can be your obliques uh, causing the pain. It can be your uh, abs being too weak and causing the pain. If your knees hurt, uh, if, it's not, if it's not an injury, it can be from your quads, uh, being quads and hamstrings being unbalanced and then, then stuff like that. Another another thing another tip for you guys, keep your shit balanced. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So most of the pain pretty much just comes from the imbalance of other muscles. Um, most of the time, it's not really that direct. Uh, there's no there's no link between the causation and the effect usually. Um, 
So yeah, pretty much just stay balanced. And uh, if, ta- if you take one thing away from today, uh, always train calves. That's it. Done. <laughs> <laughs> the, the most painful part you train because it does not grow. <laughs> God damn it! I tried. I tried <laughs> training it for for a year, and I was like, after the first week, I was like, oh no, fuck this. I'm out. I, I find I find you can get you can get um you can get better de- definition, but it's very hard to actually physically yeah, put on mass nice. on your calves. <laughs> By the way, do you think calves, 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 whatever you want to call them, um, do they do they play a major role in uh, bringing increasing your athleticism? Um, genuinely, I, I mean, I've spoken to I've spoken to um, physios about this, and they say it's probably the least important. Uh, muscle group in terms of sprinting that you should worry about um i mean essentially as long as you can carry yourself um <laughs> assuming that <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, your like... quads aren't the size of uh arnold schwarzeneggers or whatever but um <laughs> you know if you can carry yourself then that's 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 the issue in itself like apart from that you just need to strengthen the hamstrings uh, hamstrings are extremely important actually when you're sprinting yeah. uh because when you pull up as soon as you pull your legs up, that's the only thing which is working for that split second. Yeah. Um. And um. And that's actually most of the time that I've had injuries was just because I've pulled uh, pulled oh. the hamstring. Oh. Um. So I've had to incorporate a lot of strength training just to try and fix that. Not not obviously um hypertrophy, uh just strength. And um I can honestly say it's been so beneficial. Um. And then just yeah, get that balance between the um, the quads and the hamstrings. But in terms of in terms of how useful calves are, pretty much. They're not. They're aesthetic. They're aesthetic, right? Yeah. Um. You know, who wants big quads with tiny, ca- tiny uh, calves? <laughs> it, it's just. It's not nice to look at. But gym bros in, in do. Terms of, sorry. Gym bros do. Uh, that's true. <laughs> um. But yeah, in terms of how useful it is, it's it's very uh, minimal. Okay. Yeah. So in a nutshell, to conclude, to grow your athleticism, fuck the upper body. Focus on your legs. Yeah. <laughs> be be the opposite of the chicken legs. Be the chicken, chicken upper body. <laughs> no, don't do that. Just, no, just balance don't, everything. Don't just, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> balance everything. If you if you work on your quads, work on your hamstrings, you work on your chest, work on your upper back, and balance everything out. Live in harmony. Peace, love, and positivity. This should be a wrap-up, guys. Thank you, Reed, so much for joining. It's been a wonderful half an hour speaking to you you're very welcome you have a beautiful voice by the way oh is it really wow thank you yeah yeah <laughs> hey, hey, I, I was gonna say the same for you but um yeah oh oh, oh. i said it first <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you guys for the for watching i mean not for watching if you're in youtube you're watching if you're not then you're listening so yeah uh just wrap up do a plug it, this is the time when you do the plug see how my instagram is read underscore fitness for now um and then, uh, and then my YouTube is also Reed Owen. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I do, you know, sort of, um, uh, gym motivation, uh, lifestyle, um, content creation, that sort of stuff. So, um, if you do enjoy that, then, uh, check me out. Just, just follow him. Just, just do it. <laughs> just, just do it. Just do it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for you taking your time and being on this awesome show, the best show in the world. Yeah. Peace.